Welcome to the Zay Play Podcast, where I discuss opinions, thoughts, and ideas um, used to inspire discussion and encourage different difference of opinion. None of these should be considered real or taken seriously. Um, this is just, you know, the intro. Most people are used to this, but for any of you newcomers, just so you know, this is not real. These are words, ideas used to cause discussion. They're not meant to impact your actual life. They're just meant to make you think. And if you can take something good from them, do that. But if you can't, you don't got to listen. So that's where we're going with that. Um, More on what we're doing today. We're doing, I mean, the film review is out. Not the best quality I know. Don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. But, um... We have a little bit of culture, a little bit of music, and more thoughts. Uh, Hopefully you guys like discussion because you're going to be getting them. And uh, yeah, so let's dive right into it. Yo, music-wise, we got Conway the Machine, Ransom, two singles, two super dope songs. So you guys can check that out. Uh, you know me. I enjoy Conway and Ransom, so I'm not going to steer you wrong. But definitely a little niche. Definitely more lyrical miracle. Not really Conway. Conway can kind of play it off chess. Oh, did I mention it was Ransom and RJ Payne? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, so just... Uh, so just something, but super good, pretty bad album art, but doesn't matter. Hype, hype. Sorry about this fan, y'all. It's going to be going, but wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the anticipation for Drake's album. He didn't end up dropping, but the anticipation is still huge, which is kind of crazy. You don't expect Drake to take over a scene like that he uh even though he is the best musician in the world the hype for his album is a little insane but he also came out and said that this one is going to be for the old time drake fans like it's supposed to be another classic so should be interesting the album art is pretty uh pretty weird but it seems like this one was inspired by his kids so let's hope that it has what we need. And then someone else who's been rocking the hip-hop scene, Sexy Red. Now, me personally, I'm not a huge fan. And maybe that's just because she's a little off-kilter to me. But I prefer the more classic style. She's definitely bringing a southern twist and revamping... Um the edges of hip-hop which is which is hip-hop but uh, it's just a full embodiment of the culture that i don't exactly want to take the the it's a full embodiment of the direction i don't exactly want to take the culture in so that's kind of that on that there's not really much going on i mean we have vivek ramsey He's popping up this week. 
but I'm not exactly a huge fan. Um, people who choose to go into politics with those beliefs are usually lying because politics doesn't necessarily follow the path that those beliefs teach. But, you know, to each his own, to each his own. That's my, uh, that's my policy on it. But, yeah, at least he's shaking stuff up. I'll say that. But not super interested in what he has to say. Okay, something I wanted to talk about was the idea of a no-feelings lens. Now, obviously, you're a human. You want to have feelings. You want to be able to interpret things with feelings. You want to perceive feelings. But there are also times when removing those will allow you to see the best decision possible. Now, this is a rare case, and I only do this to see the option, but sometimes... The option is clearest, and sometimes it's the right chess move. But sometimes being human prevents you from making the right chess move, and you shouldn't. Not that it's not the right move, but it's inappropriate for where we are as moral beings. So that's one thing I wanted to do. But if you can take away your feelings from... A situation you can really um, get a good efficient outcome it's kind of looking at things through data only you can get a super efficient outcome if you evaluate things just through data being able to evaluate with just data is a pretty hidden skill um, how do I put this Being human allows us all the joy, but also all the pain that comes with it. So you got to really be careful with how deep you dive into something, because sometimes it has to it will directly correlate with how much pain you might feel if things do not go right. So that's the biggest caution there. Um. Thinking more along the sane path, which, you know, sanity in itself is something to question, right? Um, How do you know you're crazy? You don't. Other people tell you. So, you know, it's a sign of a crazy person to think that they're sane. It's kind of like the telltale sign. So, yeah, but... It's just something, just a tip I wanted to add. I found that no lensing can be good. I think I might have already talked about this. I'm not 100% sure, but I wanted to bring it back around and maybe give you a different perspective on it. Um, what else we got here? We got, oh, this is why I wanted to talk about no uh, no feelings lens. So, having no feelings doesn't mean you don't, you won't receive, it's more like having no morals than having no feelings, because you can't really turn your feelings off, and the way I was using feelings and morals 
was kind of overlapping in the first place. So let's just go ahead and go with no morals. And this leaves open up room for a lot of the reason why people stay with no morals is because they find someone who can they can enjoy having no morals with. And so this would be kind of the power to love evil. The power to love evil is it's an interesting idea, right? Because you would think evil and love are such a strong antithesis that they would not coincide, but it's not true. Love is a degree above evil, I think, when it comes to emotions. Well, evil is more of a moral sense, and love can cross the line from time to time. But the ability to love evil would require you to reject your morals because you would fall in love with something that essentially causes pain or destruction to other people and maybe yourself. But it is definitely possible, which is insanely interesting um, and I also think might be proof of a creator because loving evil is pretty illogical and it seems to be a specifically human uh, trait. I don't think there are other animals in the animal kingdom that purposely put themselves through pain. We know that there are other animals in the animal kingdom that don't initiate wars between their own species. So... So it's an interesting idea there, but I definitely think it's possible to love evil. And I absolutely think it sets you up for one of the most hedonistic lives possible. Because if you can love evil, then you can like a lot of the evil traits, a lot of the um, virtues of evil. When you follow them, you'll get a sense of joy the same way someone who follows a lot of the virtues of good gets a sense of joy, pleasure doesn't necessarily have a moral ambiguity doesn't necessarily have morals assigned to it it's pretty morally ambiguous but um there's definitely some things that are more appropriate to enjoy than others and a lot of the time i think a lot of the ways people come to love evil starts out from this desire to protect something because to protect something, you need power. And I think power is a natural corruptor along with time. It, it's like a formula, but that could be because time forces general change. And if you're trying to use power to stop time, it, it's not going to work. That's So I think... When power is used to try to stop time, it usually develops into something evil out of futileness. So it's a, it's a weird path to go down, but it also highlights the idea, is it necessary to have power to protect? Now, for me, it's going to be a yes. It is necessary. Um... The power to protect it can come in different forms, right? You can be a bargainer. You can use physical power. You can use a lot of different things. But it, it takes 
power and power can be seen as skill um anything that you're more proficient at than other people with um anything you're more proficient at than other people um it could be running it could be you know anything to protect and once you become super proficient at it and no one can challenge you in that realm you almost start to look for validation of that safety by challenging other people but you really have to kind of take a warrior stance to it i have these skills these skills are useful i am human i must do what i still need to do i have to you have to accept loss that's the biggest thing i guess is being able to accept loss but it is a weird pathway it is a weird pathway and I think if it wasn't necessary for us to have power to protect, it wouldn't drive us to become better. I mean, it's that's kind of the whole motivation behind kids. So I can see the the cause the necessity of it within like the societal theorem of people, but it's still kind of uh kind of confusing. But yeah, those are just kind of like three topics I wanted to brush up on, let you guys uh, simmer on. But yeah, let me, you know, let me know what you think. You know what I'm saying? Something to think about. <coughs> and yeah, just just encouraging some some thoughtful space today. Okay, and here comes question of the week. Um, question of the week last week was. It is all pain logical slash necessary now i would like to believe so i would like to believe that we suffer for a reason and that there is no like the suffering is directly correlated with the purpose so that there's no extra suffering but there's a high chance that there is a percent amount of suffering like there's a break point to where after you suffer this much there's no real logical reason for why you had to experience that much pain so that's kind of the conclusion I came to. Um, realistically, no. Theoretically, hopefully, yes. Um, to be in a world where there's just unnecessary pain, that's a, that's a dark place to be. But it also, like a world where there's unnecessary pain means that we could create a world where there would be um, an extreme small amount of pain but it's 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 highly unlikely and if the world does like have a necessary pain i'll put it this way like if all the pain is necessary then the world won't get any better but if we're slightly beyond the break point i guess if there is a break point we can work to the break point but who knows man it's a difficult question to think about and ask and then the question i wanted to pose is is trust different or better than love or equal to because you could love people you don't trust and you can be in love with people you don't trust and you can trust people you don't love um so yeah that is the that is the big question and uh i know it seems like a simple one but it is it is tricky you know you can put it in a lot of different situations and compare values but yeah just wanted to get you guys Question of the week going.
So there you go. Think about it. All right. Now for a little bit on dating ideology. I don't know if you guys like this topic or not, but it's something I like to think about, especially in a time of my life when I'm looking to find someone to marry. But um, I wanted to talk about honesty in relationships versus lies. So first question is, does honesty make a relationship, is honesty attractive or not? Now, the obvious answer is yes, honesty is super attractive. But what if someone you like, okay, I'll put it this way, right? Honesty is really attractive in a lot of ways, okay? I personally can understand how having someone be 100% honest with you and completely open with you is a form of vulnerability, and it feels super nice, and it's super good to have someone trust you like that. Um, To know things, intimate things about them that they refuse to share with anyone else is a special feeling. But sometimes, one, those intimate things can sometimes make you dislike that person. And two, um, you don't, it takes away the surprise. So that's what I'm going to put like out there for now. That's kind of how I see um, honesty for some people. And it's especially true in the case when you're talking to someone who has a rather unique mind, right? Um, A unique mind will lead to a unique person, which will lead to a unique circumstance. Um, And let's like qualify what a unique mind is, right? I'll say a unique mind is a mind that takes curiosity and pleasure and enjoyment from things the normal mind doesn't, but the average person doesn't, but also fears um, and dislikes and hates things in the same way. So there's someone who's outside the normal, like the normal um, culture of society in a way. They have their own set of beliefs that might be slightly off kilter. They usually have a deep mental process. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that can qualify what someone would need to have to have a beautiful mind, right? Like a Mona Lisa mind. Some people think it's intelligence. I'm not of that uh, same quali- quanti- quantification. But either way, honesty in those situations is sometimes not always the best thing to do. And I also think... I don't know. I'm speaking from a male perspective, from a female perspective. I don't know how attractive honesty is in general, because it seems that being 100 percent honest isn't always the best way to foster attraction. Um, I'll say this like chemical attraction, physical attraction, lust. Being on, honest doesn't honesty doesn't appear to be sexy in that fashion. It could be how you're being honest. That works too. Like the pace of your honesty can uh, can affect things, I guess. Um, but not lying or avoiding telling the truth or let's say you feel something and then you decide to hide that feeling in the moment because you don't think it's appropriate to talk about. I think sometimes lies are a necessary construct in a relationship and it seems to be very necessary in a marriage. 
but here's the tricky part, right? You can both know you're lying and the lie still play a function, which you think is weird, right? Um, Let me give you a scenario. So let's say I'm trying to go out and I might be doing something that I shouldn't be doing. But and my wife at the door asked me, what are you doing when you go out with the boys tonight? And I choose to lie. I say, oh, we're just going to go bowling, you know, the the typical spiel. And she goes and she goes, oh, okay." So she might know that I'm not going bowling, but she might not know exactly where I'm going or what I'm doing. But she chose not to make a problem of it. Right. And sometimes you're going to have to do that in your relationships. You're going to know things or see things or hear things or feel things that you can't necessarily say in the moment. And you might not get to say ever. And it might not be a problem and it might turn into a problem. But you take that risk in a relationship so that there isn't a problem in the present. And sometimes your relationship is too fragile to have a problem right then and there. And. I guess honesty sometimes flows in and out of relationships. It's weird, but it's true. So, yeah, I I don't know. Honesty being a necessary condition, lies being a necessary condition kind of falls into like the things we know we know versus things we don't know that we don't know versus things we know we don't know. So the situation that I just put in, um, my wife would have to deal with, it it would be something that she knows she doesn't know, right? She knows that she doesn't know where I'm going. I know that she doesn't know where I'm going. That can weigh on someone's mind. Knowing that they don't, so when someone knows that they don't know something, it eats at them. That's, That's the things that will eat at you. Now, the things that you don't know you don't know, don't, I'll say this, they hurt you in a way that you will never, they hurt you in a way that you might not be aware of, but it's happening, right? So let's say I was cheating and my wife never found out about it, right? You would think it might not hurt her emotionally directly, but do you not think me sharing my energy with another woman, maybe me coming back being a little bit crabbier, maybe me um, missing something at a certain time because I'm worried about something else? There's a lot of indirectness, indirect pain that happens that, I mean, in my opinion, is not morally correct. Some people think that it's better that way. Um, as long as they don't know, you can come back up. Like some people have to be in another relationship to sustain the one they're in. Now that's not really love to me, but sometimes you're putting in a unique circumstance and it is what it is. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary of a thought, but like I said, it is what it is. So then we have, let's keep going. Um, the things you know, you know. So that's the honest. You know what I mean? 
And I guess, I mean, there, I guess you can kind of put a fourth category of things that we don't know that we know, which is, it would be things like, um, you, it'll be like, Every time you go to McDonald's, you know that she doesn't like to get cheese on her cheeseburgers, but <clears throat> it's never really been talked about. So you go to your McDonald's with a friend and they order stuff and then you suddenly remember, oh, I do know what she wants to order. You know what I'm saying? Like it, It's like things that you forget, but you knew at one point is kind of how that, that section works. That's why we don't really call it a section because... How do you not know that you know something? Do you know what I mean? So it's a wacky category, but to continue on, the things we know we know are what give us confidence. They allow us to build, and I think they are what make a relationship worth it, right? Um, Those are the fundamental things of the relationship. Now, the things we don't we know that we don't know can play onto either side right it can eat you up and if you get that eating feeling satisfied it's one of the best feelings in the world to get that curiosity um killed it's also to not have it killed can destroy you and we should take that more seriously I think you have to, at some point, try not to think about certain things. Now, some people's minds work better this way. Some people, they are independent. They're looking out for themselves from the jump. As soon as something doesn't benefit them, they dip. Um, But I also think those are the people who fall into the deepest holes. They can't necessarily um, think themselves out of certain depressions or certain mindsets. So you kind of have to pick your poison. You either deal with it every once in a while in a big way or deal with it all the time in little pockets. It's kind of how it is. And so this kind of transitions me into another topic because things um, we don't know that we know or things that we know that we don't know um, kind of goes into a little bit of jealousy, <coughs> a little bit of territorialism. And how that may or may not be um, coming from a good or good place. So let's talk about jealousy for a little bit. Is jealousy a good or bad thing? You can kind of say neither, right? But does the feeling feel good? No. Jealousy is a lot like curiosity in the sense that until it's settled, you don't really enjoy having the feeling, right? Curiosity can, okay, uh, that's not necessarily true, right? Because curiosity can be neutral when it comes to feelings. Jealousy always has a sort of hanging feeling like guilt. You know, it's kind of like guilty curiosity in a little bit of a play on words, I guess. So I'm going to talk in terms of a relationship, jealousy. I'm not going to talk in terms of friendship. And jealousy is ultimately a super big topic that I'll have to get into more. But um, 
jealousy can come from a lot of different places. Envy, jealousy. And it usually comes from, this will tie back to an I can't do something. Or something is outside of my range. <clears throat> it's natural to envy someone who can, especially with the idea that you need the power to protect. So if someone has a skill that you don't, sometimes, or an attribute that you don't, sometimes that allows them to protect what they have in a way that you wish you could. You know, so you can be creative and try to work around that answer, but prag pragmativity is useful too. And I also think like, Creativity and um, creativity can be on different scales and in different directions, right? You can be going down a super logical path and then meet a problem that you need to be creative about. But it depends on how you see creativity, right? You could see it as, I came up with this roundabout piping system to solve this problem versus okay, we decided not to need a piping system at all. We can go with something similar. So you can use creativity to go forward or go back within the thought process. You can use it to reconstruct things, but you need logic to link things together. So back to, uh, back to general jealousy and things that we know we don't know. Um, when you encounter these like jealous problems or this curiosity and usually jealousy or like when you encounter someone who can do something you can't, you can try to be creative and figure out how to do what they they're doing a different way or find an entirely um, different value to add than whatever they're adding with what you can't do. Find something that they can't do. And so that, that can help with the feeling. But jealousy plays off the idea of a human ego, too. Um, it's not always like you could be jealous from not being able to experience a certain level of pleasure. You can be jealous from not being able to exact or express a certain amount of power. You could be jealous on, on little things, too. It's a weird kind of scale thing. And the way it affects relationships can be really bad. Like if you're jealous of a friend or you're jealous of something else, <clears throat> like it can be a bad feeling. And some of the time there is no cure, right? Like you can be jealous, but that's just the situation and you got to take it. And so the curiosity part of it plays into it. It's, uh, it's not easy. Um, but does that mean like jealousy is definitely can be feels bad. And I think that's why people have an adverse reaction to it. But I think territorialism and wanting to protect doesn't necessarily come from a bad place. Right. Um, <clears throat> but the, the need to protect has to come from like a basic elementary perspective, because from higher perspectives, it seems manipulative and control of, um, from like if you were to stack up ontological lenses on top of each other like a pyramid, the ones at the top would view territorialism as something bad versus the ones at the bottom would view it as something necessary. And then the times in the middle are all like kind of morally ambiguous. So 
the best way to put this, right? It's natural to want to protect things. But to what extent, I think, is the is where you need to draw the line, right? And you can't really draw the line at safety. Because if our job was to protect things and to make sure things were safe, it would take away from a lot of fun things. It would take away from a lot of freedoms. And it just wouldn't necessarily be a natural human life. So where do we put the grounds at? for territorial so this kind of idea and if you can't get safety this kind of makes you think well maybe you should only apply boundaries to yourself because you're only responsible technically for yourself and when you're single that can be true but when you have a family that's not necessarily true and oftentimes um in certain relationships you will have responsibility thrust upon you and so knowing how to dictate that and knowing how to maintain it are are difficult things. So the power to protect or the, and especially the responsibility to will push you to come up with ways or things that allow you to keep things safe without disrupting the peace, right? So cameras are a perfect example of this, right? A camera gives someone information, but still allows someone else to do what they need to do. So if someone is like, stay at the house, um, I want you to stay in this room because I know that I can get to this room quickly. Maybe it's right next to my office. I, I can hear everything that's going on. I know that you're safe in this room, right? Somebody might do that with a child. Now, let's say you have cameras that you can observe the whole house. It changes your ability to protect because you have more information now knowledge is definitely power but it can also be seen as manipulative and kind of um well it can be used in a manipulative way but i don't always think being territorial comes from a bad place it's the same it's kind of like um it comes from the want to protect but I guess I'll say this. I can see how it can divulge into something worse. And so, yeah, I mean, take that how you want to take it. These are just some elementary thoughts, you know what I mean? Getting it out there, making people think. Because you might, here's another thing, guys. You guys might come up with a solution that's better than what I came up with. I'm not a super genius. I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy thinking who has a lot of thoughts who... People don't necessarily want to sit down and listen to unless they can control how much I'm talking. But <clears throat> it's these are all discussions and things I, I just wanted to bring to your guys' attention. And uh, hopefully you guys pull something up from it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm in a point in my life now where I'm really looking to find someone to marry. And it's not an easy road, but... It's something I think about and how I'm going to do it and what this person is going to be like that I spend the rest of my life with, I think deserves a lot of my thought and time. So, yeah, letting you guys in on, on the journey. And that's going to do it for this week, y'all. Um, thanks for coming in, team. Uh, I guess I'll give you a few updates. So, <sighs> Patreon. Still incoming, still working on it. That's why you guys are still getting film reviews. But 
I'm going to have some more news about that next podcast. Um, Working on my personal goals. Had something pretty big come up. Um, So we will see if this goal will be possible. But we're really going to try to push push towards this goal. I'm going to start giving you guys percentages. Right now we're at 0%. I know that sounds bad, but... I have made I've made plans. I'm still trying to work out how exactly to make progress through this goal. I know it's not easy, guys, and I know it's been what three weeks. And you would think I have started. That's the thing. I have started, but getting it to full speed is not easiest. So maybe I shouldn't say zero percent. Maybe I should say five percent. Maybe that's more of an accurate reflection. Um, I'm still doing a lot of traveling right now. I'm still got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot on my mind, man. Um, just things I don't really, it's not that I can't talk about, it's just that I haven't really formed them into words, into my head, these thoughts and these worries, and I haven't been able to break them down into maybe maybe what you could see as pragmatics. Like, I haven't been able to ration through them, so it's not easy, but uh, I wanted you to thank you guys for sticking through this kind of low-quality storm. Um, I know I'm not the best at recording quality right now, but you guys got to give me some time. I just got my phone. I'm just trying to make things work. And so hopefully, you know, today was not the easiest, uh, recording day, uh, struggled to find time, but you know, you guys are my team. I mess with y'all. I'm aiming it, you know, not taming it. And I am trying to stay 1% better. So just keep, you know what I mean? Keep believing in me. I appreciate you guys. And I will talk to you next week.